right, ladies and gentlemen, this is your voice of one. The Voo! It's back! <laughs> That's right. No, it's not gone away. It is back. The Voo, episode 112, 112th edition of The Voice of One. This one for Tuesday, June 22nd, year of our Lord, 2021. That's right. This is the voice of one, but the voice kind of sketchy, kind of sketchy. Yeah. I mean, two weeks ago, no voo because the voice gone, gone. Allergies, creeping crud, whatever it was, lodged in my throat, grabbed hold of my voice, and uh, my voice was down for the count. So uh, no voos. Just enough voice by the grace of God to... Uh, <laughs> I got to croak out a sermon on that particular Sunday. Then, then, uh, took a week off, took a week off, went down to the Sunshine State, got some natural vitamin D, and uh, enjoyed the sunshine, and did what I think that uh, uh, I enjoy doing, and I hope that uh, I recommend it to you as well, and that is unplug from as much as you can. We're so connected, so wired to our uh, electronic devices. I think if you go away, if you can, just leave behind as much of that stuff as you can. So in my case, for example, I just left behind my computer, didn't take my computer at all. Now, the computer is what I use to do the VU and, um, and, uh, and do other work and that kind of thing, do research, all that. No, no, no. I'm, I, so I just left it behind. Uh, sure, I had my phone. I had my phone, but I did not use any... Um, any news apps. I didn't do my usual routine of gathering the information and all that. I just, I just uh, listened to music. I chilled out. Uh, vitamin D. <laughs> I talked to some friends. Uh, sat by the pool. Uh, listened to a uh, listened to one of the uh, uh, um, not the latest because uh, I'm catching up, but uh, a Joel Rosenberg. A novel, one of his his latest, you know, little trilogy he's got going with this uh, uh, character that he's got, um, and uh, Riker, Marcus Riker, uh, is his lead character. And so, uh, yeah, I've been listening to this, um, the Persian Gamble. So, yeah, good, good. So anyway, I uh, uh, did all that, and uh, and then made a serendipitous discovery. Now, it's not often that you get a serendipitous discovery, but I did. Uh, I had a change of flight, and um, Delta Airlines was not able to accommodate. Uh, in fact, um, I was pretty disappointed in, in, uh, in Delta, right? So I, uh, I, I had to call Delta because I couldn't get done what I wanted to get done on the app. So it's like, okay, I'll just call them. Well, I call them on the phone. They say, um, hey, we're trying to restaff, gear back up because there's been a huge surge in travel. We're trying to meet the demand. Uh, and it's true that a, a week or two ago, uh, I think there were two, over 2 million travelers or something on the weekend. It was the most since March of 2020. So there's no doubt there's been a J-curve ramp up. But um, the uh, Delta... Uh, it says, hang on, you know, we'll get you to an agent. So it pushes me over there, and it says, your, uh, your estimated wait time is four hours. <laughs> four hours. 
So uh, anyway, uh, I hung up. I hung up. And a couple hours later, I called back and uh, thought, because sometimes, you know, things change. So I called back in a couple hours. This time it did what it's done in the past, and that is when there's a long wait, it says you don't have to wait. You can leave your phone number, uh, and we'll call you back. So I did that, and the, and the robot said that uh, they would call me back in about three hours. Anyway, they didn't call me back until uh, it was at least 24 hours had gone by. It was somewhere late the next day. Uh, when they finally called me back and I missed the call. <laughs> anyway, all that to say, uh, I, I jumped a ride on Spirit Airlines. Spirit Airlines. So that's a low-cost carrier, uh, bright yellow plane, big word, Spirit on the side. And, uh, you know, hadn't read great reviews, kind of in the Allegiant category, like one of those deals where you, like, start with this Peanuts Fair and then they keep adding on to it, right? So it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's 30 bucks, you know, from, from, <laughs> from Florida to uh, Indianapolis. And then it's like, oh, oh, you want to, oh, you want, you want, you want a seat. Oh, oh, that's another 20 bucks. Oh, mandatory seatbelt. Oh, well, that's, a, that's, a, that's another, that's another 15. That's another 15. And uh, so anyway, you just kind of, kind of goes from there. Uh, carry on bag, you know, luggage that's checked, um, peanuts, uh, whatever, everything, everything has a little charge. So that by the time it's over, uh, you're, you're paying, you know, what you would have paid would just, uh, you know, if you got on Southwest to start with. Right. So anyway, uh, but, but ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, here was the big discovery. It turns out that Spirit Airlines, at least the one I was on, has four seats, one, two, three, four, in the front of the airplane that are just like first-class seats. No, I'm not kidding. I mean, they're, they are like, it's like a first-class, just there, there's only four of them. And uh, if they happen to be open, uh, you can get one of those, first, the, one of those four seats for 28 bucks. 28 bucks, less than it cost you like to get a Coke, right? So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, so I got one of those things and, uh, it was like, it was great. And it was like, wow. I mean, if you can get that, it, uh, uh, it was perfect. I was on the second row, uh, you know, got off the plane, you know, right away, obviously when it landed and, uh, all that had very comfortable seat. Um, so anyway, uh, that was a good discovery. So, Anyway, all that to say, uh, I'm back in Indianapolis. Uh, the VU is back. And so here we are on the 22nd of June, Year of Our Lord 2021 for VU112. Would he come be your host, bringing you the College World Series blend of coffee, current events, faith, and FSU sports. Now, a very sketchy, speaking of sketchy, this cup of coffee, hold on a second. Man, that is an almost useless cup of coffee. Um, that, uh, I, <laughs> I don't know, this could be our first curic acid. Um, the, okay, so I like ordered one of those things where it's like you get, I don't know, however many uh, little uh, K-cups and they're all different flavors and all this. Well, this one is Kahlua, Kahlua. And, uh, and then in small print, it says light roast coffee. Well, first of all, 
Why even mess with a coffee if it's going to be light, light roast, right? I mean, if I want it to be, you know, <laughs> like I could water it down on my own. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, hold on a second. I mean, just almost completely useless, except that it's keeping my vocal cords warm. Oh, man. All right. So, uh, no, Florida State is not in the College World Series, um, but the ACC doing well. Doing well. Virginia doing well. Uh, they're leading uh, Mississippi State right this moment uh, in the bottom of the fourth. And, uh, yeah, Virginia doing good. And then NC State, uh, they won yesterday. So, doing good. Doing good. Yeah, I enjoy watching the College World Series. I'll probably catch the end of this uh, Mississippi State-Virginia game uh, after recording the VU. Now, uh, but uh, FSU has made the news. They have the Knowles, the, well, not the Knowles, but the, the institution, the Florida State University, uh, has made the news for violating, violating Florida law. All right, here, I bring you this story. Uh, from Breitbart, it says Florida State University vaccine proof requirement for enrollment was, quote, an error. Yeah. All right. Here we go. It says Florida State Rep. Uh, Anthony Sabatini, Republican, said Monday an apparent requirement by Florida State University for students to show proof of coronavirus vaccination violates state law. Writing to uh, Governor uh, Ron DeSantis. And FSU President John Thrasher, Sabatini said students in the College of Music, of course, are being forced to show proof of vaccination before the fall semester begins in violation of Florida law. DeSantis recently signed legislation barring corporations and government entities from requiring a vaccination as conditions to receive a service or do business. Quote, this requirement is unconscionable and illegal, end quote, Sabatini wrote, uh, citing DeSantis' order. And uh, this uh, uh, Sabatini goes on to say, this mandate at Florida State University must be eliminated immediately to avoid violating Florida law and to protect the privacy of our students, end quote. Well, anyway, um, uh, yeah, so later the... Uh, the dean of the School of Music, uh, Todd Queen, uh, <laughs> can't make this stuff up, uh, <laughs> uh, put out a statement that basically said that the letter that uh, incoming freshmen uh, received uh, had erroneously stated that they had to show proof of vaccination. It was an error, an error. Yeah. All right, so uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of Ron DeSantis, the governor of the state of Florida, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, they did, a, there was a, where was this? Out in Vegas, maybe? Um, Nevada? Wyoming? Somewhere out west. Uh, they had some kind of meeting of uh, conservatives, and they had some popularity poll. And Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis edged out uh, yeah, red, uh, edged out the 45th president. Very interesting. Just by, just by a hair, but, uh, yeah. All right. So I bring this Ron DeSantis news 
Uh, what happened is, uh, oh, I'm going to bring you a couple things, actually. Uh, this one from Daily Wire, Daily Wire, and here's the headline. It says, uh, DeSantis rises as he promises he's only begun to fight, put on the full armor of God to fight the left, end quote. This is a story from uh, yesterday. Uh, on the Daily Wire, says Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was repeatedly met with a standing ovation over the weekend as he spoke to the Faith and Freedom Coalition's Road to the Majority Conference. DeSantis' speech comes after a new straw poll from a top conservative summit over the weekend found DeSantis has overtaken former President Donald Trump as the person that conservatives desire to be the next president. DeSantis, who spoke for a half an hour at the event, highlighted his record as the state's governor and what his goals are moving forward. And so this article includes uh, highlight quotes from uh, his uh, from his speech. And uh, he talked about how he said, quote, I, I was not going to settle for merely being the controlled opposition to leftism. Instead, we're going to fight big battles, and we're going to win, and we have practiced that, end quote. And so he talked about uh, signing the largest uh, expansion of school choice, signing into law the largest expansion of school choice anywhere in the, in the country. Uh, he talked about their uh, response to the pandemic and how it became a model of other states who wanted to uh, uh, open up and, and, and do business and, and allow kids to go to school and all those kind of things. And he said, quote, so ultimately, this is a great quote. So ultimately, Florida chose freedom over Fauciism. <laughs> yeah, Florida chose freedom over Fauciism and we're better off for it, end quote. All right, so uh, he talked about then um, uh, the feckless policies of the Biden-Harris administration about in the southern border. He talked about the immigration and the drugs and all that. He talked about that. Then he talked about woke corporations and how he's pushing back against uh, woke corporations, taking advantage uh, and penalizing uh, people within the state of Florida. And uh, then he talked about how huge corporations having too much power uh, and um, censoring people and all that kind of stuff. And so he talked about that. I could bring you some of these quotes, but uh, you can look it up on Daily Wire. But here is uh, here's how he uh, here here's how he ends. Uh, he talks about one of the things he talks about is. Uh, and I quote, he says, one of the ways I think we can create a better foundation going forward and hopefully produce people that are understanding some of these narratives for what they are is we need a renewal of American civics back in our public school system and in our schools. People need to be taught why America was founded, what the principles that made our country unique were. They need to be taught that our rights do not come from government. They come from God. So they need to be taught what makes this country unique. They need to be taught American history. It needs to be factual. It needs to be honest, right? It needs to be, talk about, of course, many great achievements, many, many great lows, many triumphs, many tragedies. But that needs to be done honestly, and it cannot be infected with ideologies like critical race theory, end quote. 
All right, and then he closes his speech with these, uh, with this. He says, "It's not going to be easy. You got to be strong. You got to put on the full armor of God. You've got to take a stand. Take a stand against the left's schemes. You got to stand your ground. You got to be firm. You will face flaming arrows, but take up the shield of faith and fight on." So I look forward to joining you in the battles to come. I can tell you that the state of Florida, I'll be holding the line. I'll be standing my ground. I won't back down. And I have only begun to fight. Thank you. God bless you. And thank you so much. And the place went crazy. All right. Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, state of Florida. Yep. Looking good. Looking good. By the way, I saw in another venue that uh, Governor DeSantis signed into law in the state of Florida, that uh, this is about high school sports, that uh, that uh, girls sports uh, in um, high school and I guess younger ages as well, um, that that only biological girls can compete in girls sports. OK. And uh, at the press conference, he's got uh, a lot of uh uh, athletes, uh, girl high school athletes on the stage along with other, um, you know, parents and different things. And he showed a video of, uh, of, a, of a track meet. It was in another state, but it was a track meet in another state where a transgender girl was competing with biological girls and how, how the transgender girl wins just going away, just huge gap between the transgender girl, that is a boy who transitioned into a girl, just won by, you know, <laughs> to, you know 10 yards over these, over these girls, right? So uh, he signs this into law. Well, right away, there's an, a reporter in the audience, and they ask DeSantis, well, uh, what kind of message does this send to the LBGTQ community that you're signing this kind of bill into law on the first day of Pride Month, okay? And this is what Ron DeSantis said back. Take a listen. Okay. Um, first of all, the, it's, it's not a message to anything other than saying we're going to protect fairness in women's sports. We believe that um, it's important to have integrity in the competition, and we think it's important that they're able to compete on a level playing field. And uh, you know, you've seen what's happened when you don't have that. All right, Ron DeSantis, Ron, the governor, standing up, standing up. Somebody has to stand up for sanity and for truth, and to protect the integrity of girls sports. And so uh, the governor, he's getting it done. Now, speaking of kids, uh, this past year of COVID lockdown and school by Zoom, both of which were promoted by Fauci and the Democrat teachers unions, uh, those things have been devastating for our children. Devastating. Uh, I'm going to end today's segment with this story from uh, from across the pond over in England. Uh, but don't think for a minute this is not being played out here in the U.S. as well. I bring you this story from Breitbart. Uh, it was published uh, today by Victoria Friedman. The headline is Locked in Trauma. Locked in Trauma. Young children having panic attacks after play dates. Here's the story part of it, mental health specialists have described the phenomenon of 
locked-in trauma, plaguing youngsters after more than a year of lockdowns. With children as young as five experiencing anxiety, including about playing with others. The experts also believe that some 1.5 million children, this is from over in England, 1.5 million children and young people will need treatment for mental health problems after the waves of lockdown and social distancing and with wait lists on the National Health Service, this is England, uh, so <laughs> this socialized medicine, by the way, uh, how, how long do you think it takes for, uh, for one of these kids to get an appointment? It says in this story, four years, four years. Uh, anyway, the story goes on. Uh, the wait is so long that many parents are opting to pay privately for care. How about that? Anyway, an investigation by the Telegraph, London Telegraph, published on Monday, found specialists uh, revealed that children had become frightened of everyday social interactions, fueled by social distancing and the fear of infection. Children's Commissioner for England, Dame Rachel D'Souza, described it as locked-in trauma. With youngsters experiencing difficulties readjusting to normal life, including, quote, not knowing how to make friends anymore, end quote, and, quote, not knowing how to talk to anyone else, end quote. Senior, figure, uh, fi uh, senior figures at the Nat National Health Service Federation meeting admitted that their own children had experienced such behaviors as fear of going outside. One described her five-year-old as housebound. Another said their daughter had a panic attack after a play date with a friend. Newspaper reported that in the 12 months since the beginning of the first lockdown, the National Health Service has treated more than 420,000 young people and children for mental health issues. Right? And uh, finally, here it says, child psychologist uh, Mary Ann Baker said that the problem will worsen before it gets better, remarking that children who may have been a little anxious about the lockdown were now exhibiting, quote, control behaviors, in quote, such as self-harm and eating disorders. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, let, let, me just, uh, let me just say it this way. They should all be in jail. They should all be in jail. The people who did this to our children they should all be in jail. And what they visit, now think about what you just heard. Fear, fear, fear of infection, fear of going outside, fear of, of, of talking to their friend, fear, oh, oh, yeah, oh, she doesn't have a mask on. She doesn't, oh, oh, right? CNN, MSNBC, Fauci, CDC, your local doctor, they should all be held accountable for what they've done to these children. The Democrat teachers' unions who kept these kids out of school for no reason. The data didn't support it. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> all right. On that note, that happy note, ladies and gentlemen, and on this coffee. My gosh, this coffee. Oh. Wow. Anyway, hey, um, you know what? Uh, 
two weeks of no VU. I'm going to come back. I'm going to do another VU tomorrow. That's right. Back to back VU. And I want to come back tomorrow. And I'm, one of the things I'm talking about tomorrow is this uh, thing with the Catholic bishops, right, deciding that they were going to not serve communion to Biden and to other pro-abortion uh, politician Catholics, and now how the Democrats are, are are claiming the Catholic Church will lose its taxes exempt status. <laughs> anyway, I'll talk about that uh, tomorrow. All right, guys. Hey, great to be back. Uh, thanks so much for listening in. Share this uh, with some others. Let some folks know that the VU is back. God bless you guys, and I'll uh, see you tomorrow.